Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. <laughs> All right, well, let's start by taking a look at what Psalm 34 and 4 has to say in the New Living Translation. That's Psalms 34, 4. Let's go there. All right, and it reads like this. It says, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. Aren't you glad about that? Because a lot of times we don't go to God when we need to. We go to God when we have to. And aren't you so glad that he doesn't charge that against us? That he still will listen to us even if we go in desperation instead of in preparation. I'm preaching already better than y'all saying amen. But maybe when we say the notes from part four, y'all realize it. Amen. <laughs> Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed. Okay? But we got to get into the habit of praying even when we're not desperate. Even when we feel like we aren't, you know, in some dire need of something, we still need to be familiar with the posture of prayer. But in my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. It said he saved me from all my troubles. All right? For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Ooh, aren't you glad about it? Listen, somebody knows over here that they fear him, so they know that they're included in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you should be shouting. The angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Listen, I, I, he's better than the Secret Service. He's better than any top flight security. I don't know what they got on your job. You know, the little person behind the booth really on their phone. Listen, I'm talking about real security. He's a guard. And he surrounds and defends all who fear him. And that's good news. Not all, not all who stay on course. Not all who don't miss turns. Huh? But all who fear him. How many of you know that you can fear God and still mess up? That's why you can't allow for guilt to mature to shame. Because you won't be able to embrace the grace. And so today, what we're going to do real briefly is tackle another side of this coin. Because uh, last week during the demonstration and throughout the course of the series, parts one, two, and three, we made it clear that there is an accuser. 
there is the enemy, right? Yeah, he's a big part in why we have arrived here, those of us who have arrived to the place of shame. And then we also have made it very clear and very plain that we have an encourager. We have God, your father. Somebody say, my father. But there is another group that plays an important role, and that is your brother and your sister in Christ. So today, what we're exploring is how do I care for a person dealing with shame? That's worth exploring, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I think so because honestly, we sometimes, a lot of times, fail in this area. Because the truth is, some people are scared to be honest, not because of how God will treat them, but because of how you will treat them. Oh, can I be real in here today? Y'all not going to ride with me for parts one, two, and three, and then, and then, you know, leave me hanging on part four. Can I talk about the elephant in the room? And I know we got on gray and some of us a little large, but I'm not talking about nobody. Huh? <laughs> Amen. Some people aren't retreating because of fear of God, but some are retreating from the church, from the faith, from the kingdom, because you don't deal with them the way that God deals with them. You claim to be a Christian. You claim to be a follower of Christ. You claim to be Christ-like. You claim to be a child of God. But you aren't pulling a Birdman and Wayne back in 2006 because you surely ain't stunting like your daddy. Come on, come on. I know somebody. everybody wasn't with me, but somebody was with me. Listen, you ain't stunting huh? like your daddy. As a matter of fact, you stunting like the devil. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Remember, there are only two voices. Who do you sound like? There are only two voices. Who are you echoing? I feel like I can take my seat, but I'll go on. Y'all need some scriptural backing. Huh? And so it boils down to this. The people of God have to have the heart of God. Okay, it's not just okay to, you know, to claim, you know, uh, that you follow him and, you know, you're a Christian and all of that. That's good. That's why I always like to make it clear that this walk does not end at salvation. That's just the starting point. Come on, we, 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 we got we to gotta work this thing out. We got to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We got to go through the process of, 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 of becoming you know, clean, and, 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 and we got to become like God. We have to wash our heart with the word of God, and we have to begin to look like God, not just by dressing up real nice, but having our heart resemble that of whom we claim. And so this season is changing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Some of y'all got the memo. I love, you know, the beginning of fall fashion emerging in the house. Amen. 
Amen. And so the season is changing naturally, but some of us need to make it our business to seek God for your heart change so that your heart can change right along with this season. Amen. A lot of people focus so much on the external, even in the body of Christ. And, 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 and so you want to spend money for cosmetic procedures, but you won't spend time in the presence of God so that he can do a work in you that the doctors could never think of. Huh? You want a BBL, but you need a heart transplant. You want a big butt, but what about a big heart? Huh? And, you know, I had to clarify because some people were trying to Google BBL. I see you to close the Bible app. You ain't Google. Did I call it? Sister Janetta, did I call it? A Brazilian. Come on, somebody. That's the first word. international now here's the thing that's all well and good but some of us need to get in the presence of God to lay on his table and to allow for him to do a work in us amen and so what does having the heart of God even mean what does that mean well having the heart of God it's the essence of who he is it means his desires, his will, and his purposes. So having the heart of God really means that we begin to want what he wants. But here's the problem. A lot of times when we say that, we just focus on us. I want for me, you know, what God wants for me. But I'm taking it a step further to say I want for Deacon Butler what God wants for Deacon Butler. Yeah? Yeah, 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 I want for Lorray what God wants for Lorray. I, 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 I want for Raquel what God wants for Raquel. I, I, I want for Lawrence what God wants for Lawrence. Because I realize that in the grand scheme of things, it's not just about me. And I realize that me and Eric Butler and me and Ray and, and me and Raquel and me and law that we all play a part in this body that we all need to be well for the functioning of the reason we're even here that we all need to be good in order to, to play our part and so now I'm expanding the reach with regards to my thinking and I'm developing the heart of God, and it's impossible to have the heart of God and not have a heart for people. And so I don't mean to bust your bubble, but if you think you have the heart of God, but you're able to treat people the way that some of us treat people, you don't have the heart of God. Okay? Yeah, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have the heart of God. You might have the lingo of God. You know what I'm saying? You might, you know, know how to, how to give a praise to God, and you might attend some events of God. 
but you don't have the heart of God. Because guess what? You, you can't fake this. This is something that comes out of having the heart. The, the, way that the, the, the way that people feel agape love from you is going to be a direct result of them having the heart of God. Agape love only flows through the heart of God. Forgiveness is not easy, but in the event that you are finding it uh, very, very hard to forgive somebody, and maybe even if your heart's posture is not yet there and you don't want to forgive, I'm here to tell you, you don't have the heart of God. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bashing you. I'm not uh, anything like that. You are where you are. But if you want to get somewhere else, you got to be honest about where you are. So don't you go around talking about how you ain't going to forgive such and such and think that you have the heart of God. You don't. And it's my responsibility to clear that up. You don't. You can't. Huh? And so there are different symptoms that we have to pay attention to that will let us know very clearly where our heart is. Okay, you can say you can say it, you can, you know, you but 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 where's your heart? Where's your heart? And that's why, you know, people say, and the scripture does say, we'll get there, you know, that God knows my heart. But people don't understand. They, they, they use that wrong. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And, and for some of us, you know, probably wish he didn't. Because <laughs> some people use that as a way to, like, defend, you know, that like, God knows my heart. Mm-hmm. He does. Yep. And guess what? I do too because you just demonstrated it to me. <laughs> but anyway, even if we know how to dress it up, God knows our heart. And God knows whether we have his heart or not. Now, I do want to make it clear once again that it's not a whole lot of hearts out here. So I'm not calling you demonic. But I am saying that if you don't have God's heart, because guess what? The enemy can't stand Eric. The enemy would never want to forgive Ray. The enemy wants to do all he can to stop Raquel. The enemy is hating on law. So if you find yourself doing any of those things, to your brother and sister, you need a heart transplant. Yeah. Can I diagnose you this morning? Mm-hmm. Yep. Heart transplant. Okay. You gain the heart of God by knowing him and by allowing his love to transform you. It's very hard to receive the transformational love of God in your life and not be open to allowing it to flow through you to others. Amen? Amen. And so James 4 and 8, a lot of us know that scripture. I want to take a look at that because that will be very important for this message today. Again, that's James chapter 4 and verse number 8. Anybody seen this one before? 
Mm-hmm. And it reads like this. I'll start at seven. Mm. I'll, I'll start at six. James 4, starting at 6, in the NLT says this, and he gives grace generously. Let me ask you a question. Do you give grace generously? Huh? Because if you believe that somebody can offend you and it garners some reaction more than God gives when they offend him every day, you need a heart transplant. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, because y'all know what it is. It's pride. I told you in part one that pride will come up. God opposes the proud. Let's take a look at that. So wait, 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 wait. God is only in opposition to the enemy, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're polar opposites, and, and, and so they oppose each other, and so God opposes the proud. That means if you're, if you're demonstrating pride, then that means you sided with the enemy, right? You remember the group of people over here, okay? But what does he do to the humble? He gives grace to the humble, amen? Amen. I want to let y'all know that you do pronounce the H in humble. Amen. Because, you know, I know it's a little discrepancy with that. The word herb has an H. You don't pronounce it. The word humble, you do. Amen. Amen. That's just an extreme side note because I like English. Okay, verse 7 says this. So humble yourselves before whom? Before God. Resist whom? In order to resist somebody, you got to be on the other side of them. Huh? Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's football season. Amen. I used to be on the line. Yes, indeed. Offensive lineman. And so the thing is, you, 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 you're not going to find yourself resisting somebody who you're beside. Y'all with me? So what you don't realize is that James 4, and what verse are we in now? And 7 is showing you your placement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's what it's doing. If you do your deductive reasoning, you'll see that it's showing you your placement. It's telling you that you should be before God and that you should be Against, not beside, not with, not, not arm in arm with the devil. And guess what? That's when he'll flee from you. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come what? Close to God. The King Jimmy says, draw nigh to God. Okay? If I was younger, I was wondering, who is nigh and why are we drawing her? But that's why we, you know, thank God for translations and paraphrase. Right, Dr. Angel? We should use that tomorrow. Come close to God, and God will do what? Come on close to you. Now, you see the order of that thing. Huh? 
Anybody know about HS, Holy Spirit? He's, he's the perfect gentleman, and he'll help you, but that's when you invite him to. And so the scripture says, come close to God, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. I'm going to need to go to the King Jimmy for that one. Yes, indeed. Okay. Draw not a God and he will draw not to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Uh-oh. Huh? Wicked in what? All his ways. So if you are quoting scripture, you know, and, 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 and you are doing things that liken yourself to a Christian and a follower of Christ, but you also are dealing with your brother and sister the way the enemy is and not the way that God is, you, my friend, are double-minded. I need to shine light on this because some of you think that you all that just because you don't sin like you used to sin. And the devil is still crippling you like he was crippling you when you were in the world sinking deep in sin because you still are on his side. With the way you treat folk. Yes, you put the crack, the, 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 the crack pipe down. Huh? Yes, you, you know, you, you, you didn't learn how to go to sleep in your own little bed. Huh? You got your big old teddy or something. I don't know, but you have found a way to make that happen at night, even on the weekends now. Yes, you didn't learn how to fuss people out instead of cuss people out. Some people. But what if I told you that the buck doesn't stop there? Because a lot of what we've done is behavior modification, and now we're patting ourselves on the back. When because of the fact we didn't do heart change, all it is is exposing itself in other ways. We got to get to the heart of the matter. Okay? Mm, this is good. This is better than I thought. I didn't, yeah, this is, you know, God is something. And so we have to be careful not to walk in pride because I don't go to places I used to go. And I don't do the things I used to do. That's good. But let me know, how's that forgiveness thing going for you? You remember that person you said you never, I know, over my dead body. Okay, you, your flesh didn't die. It's dead. Okay, so did you change your mind about them? And so, purify your hearts, your hearts, your hearts, your hearts. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. What are you doing to draw close to God? What are you doing to draw close to God? 
I love how the worship was already in the message. We got to get back in our seats. We got we to get back in prayer. We have to spend that time that we used to spend or we need to start spending for the first time. We need to read of his character. We need to read of his will. Okay? You know what I found out? Um, I knew, but I never really, really used it. But um, on the Bible app, on the version, they'll read it for you. Yep. You hit the little speaker button, and guess what else? You can choose who reading. Now, now, when Dr. Shanice, she has shared a little something about that, I wasn't, I didn't get it. But this week, <laughs> I got it. So for those who, you know, like a little, you know, there, there's the, you know, there's that one. And then there's that one. But John the Baptist, I mean, it, uh, am I like? If y'all trying to wake yourselves up in the morning and y'all need the homie to do it for you, one of the voices will do just that. Look, I don't think they believe me. I don't think they believe me. I don't think they believe I didn't plan on this. I hope I'm not out the will of God. But I'm going to, I want to show y'all something because some people, they don't believe me. They don't believe me. Let me... Let me, okay, it said, look, once you press the button, it says, okay, once you go here to the speaker, it says a switch narrator. Now, it's only for some virgins. Now, get out to King Jimmy because it ain't there. You can only read that one way. But if you go to the NLT, you say switch narrator. You got the NLT Holy Sanctuary audio dramatized. You got Courage for Life female voice New Living Translation dramatized. But then, well, I, I ain't going to go there yet because you got another one. Her.Bible, NLT, female narrators, dramatized. But then you got Streetlights. Streetlights, New Living Translation, dramatized. So y'all want me to play that? Drawing close to God. What is causing quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from... Okay, I was, uh, uh, John, I was reading John this week. I know, let me go to John. What was I in? I think I was in, was it John 5? Yep. Jesus heals a lame man. Hold on, let me go back, let me go back. Y'all got to get the beginning. Y'all got to get the beginning. Look, some of y'all already shot. Let me see, listen to how he comes in with chapter 5. Chapter 5, Jesus heals a lame man. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, I mean, the beat start going, then when it start getting to certain things, next thing you know, you turn it up. But you in the word. Amen. So the reason I'm telling you that is that some of you, you know, you got to get creative, you know, change, you know, and, and do it. Do, oh, he's still, he's still going. Let me see. Is it on the Android? I think so. Yes. As long as you got the Bible app. Yep. It's in the app. Mm-hmm. It's in the app. It's available to all men. Amen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so what I'm saying is you got to find you a way. I got excited about that because I like to read with them. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, I mean, hey, some people, you might just play it. Now, it is even a good thing to play 
even if you're doing something else because it's still getting in your, your psyche, your mental, and in your heart. And so I don't know, you know, uh, I started playing it at one time, and then I was, I was working on something, but the word was getting in me because we do understand that faith comes by what? And hearing the word of God. So that means that street lights can help me increase my faith. Yeah? Yes, indeed. Get creative with this. Do what you got to do so that you can get in the word of God. If you're somebody who reads and the next thing you know, you know you're kind of drifting or it's hard to comprehend, that'll help you comprehend. Because somebody else is reading and you're reading along with them and sometimes hearing it helps you to follow better. All right? Come on, y'all. We got to get in the word. We got to do whatever we got to do. If y'all need a, if y'all need a you know, an, a, an alarm or y'all, y'all need me to make some calls and remind you, I don't know, but it's that important. It's that important that we have to get in the word of God um, so that we can allow for the word to permeate our hearts so that our hearts will look like his. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so um, going back to the example from last week, we had that representative of the person who was hearing the two different voices and the two different things. And I want to let you know that someone coming out of bondage and shame or somebody coming out of the bondage of shame is already working to fight against what the enemy is saying about them. They don't need to add on to that what you're saying about them. Okay? It's bad enough that they have to fight that. Remember I told you some of the stuff that the enemy says is like, yeah, nah, I know that's a lot. But something might strike a chord. Something might resonate. And as they fight to get out of that place, you don't want to throw dirt on top of them to make them have to dig harder. Some of us, when we leave here, honestly, we need to apologize to some folk for contributing to their shame. Are we big boys and big girls enough to do that if Holy Spirit tells us to? Some of us need to leave here, and we need to apologize to some folk for contributing to their shame. Because God never intended for us to do that. All right, can I go to some more scripture? Galatians 6, 1. I'm going to read it. I'm not going to let streetlights read it. Galatians 6, 1. Let's go there. I'm going to talk a little bit about Galatians. So Galatians is the ninth book of the, of the New Testament. Um, it's, it's after the Gospels comes the letters, um, WOPBI students. And so this is the fourth letter uh, from the Apostle who? Paul, that's right, the Apostle Paul. And this is, he wrote letters, you know, was inspired by God to write letters to these churches. This is the letter to uh, Galatia. And the book of Galatians itself, y'all, is a freedom book. The book of Galatians, listen, if, if this is good to read. You're trying to figure out what, what to read, you know, during the week. Where, where The book of Galatians is really good. It's a freedom book, and it's steeped in the ideals of freedom. Um, Paul, the reason he wrote it um, to the Galatia church is he wanted for them to be free from the law, okay? Because there were people, um, Jews and, and false teachers telling them 
that they should be bound to the Mosaic law when Paul is coming uh, to preach freedom in Christ. And so um, we want to be like Paul. We want to preach freedom from the thing that Christ has come to bring us freedom from. And so let's do a little reading. It says here at the beginning in the NLT, Dear brothers and sisters, if any believer is overcome by some sin, okay, that means any sin. Remember, we're not, we're not doing the big sin, small sin thing. But if, if, if another believer is overcome by some sin, by any sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back on the right path. Okay? So remember the GPS? Remember the destination? Okay? So we are playing a part in their reroute. Okay? We're not, we're not, you know, we're not, not fussing them out, bashing them for, for getting off course and making them feel bad. When I was having that moment in the car, you know, feeling, feeling dumb, the Lord never called me dumb. He never called me stupid. The first thing I heard was, it's okay. Okay? And so, if our brother or sister is overcome by some sin, we who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back on the right path. Now, gently and humbly is very important because some of us will help them on the right path, but then we, 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 it'll come with a lot. <laughs> and maybe sometimes a lot that, that is not coming from God, it's coming from us. So we have to be very careful with that. I know I've been there. Um, and, and so... Uh, it's important to know that we do it gently and humbly because somebody could need help but not want to come to you because they know all that it comes with. And so we want to establish ourselves or reestablish ourselves. That's why some of us need to apologize because some of us need to represent. Okay? And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Because you're not all high and mighty that you can't. Sometimes I believe God will allow you to be reminded of that. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not, what, that important. <laughs> I wonder how streetlights sound when he say that. Listen, if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. Galatians chapter 6. We harvest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, streetlights. I'm, I'm curious. Y'all go ahead and, and, and let him say it. But I'm curious as to how he would. You are not that important. You know? And, and, and you got to look at that, that thing right. You're, you're important in the eyes of God. But what it's saying is that when it comes to pride, when it comes to being on your high horse, when it comes to being selfish and thinking of yourself uh, more highly than you ought, you got to remind yourself sometimes, not that important. Okay? But kingdom is. What God wants to do with me is. Amen? Amen. And so... Uh, make sure you write that down and keep that close. Uh, Galatians 5 and 1, I want to take a look at that right quick. 
because um, remember, Galatians is a freedom book. And so I want to remind you of that. And Galatians 5.1 shows us that very clearly. It says this, it says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Okay? Yes, indeed. Um, I love that, that scripture because it reminds us of our responsibility. All right? So even when we get free, for example, some of us are getting free right now. Some of us are, are getting free through this series, and some of us will get free as a result of this series. And when we experience a level of freedom, it's up to us to maintain it. If not, you'll go back, as was sung earlier. You'll go back. You'll return to your vomit. As nasty as you know it is, it's comfortable when you're not pressing toward the mark. And it's inevitable when you are not putting things into place to be intentional about your freedom. Amen? Amen. All right. So we want to be very, very careful with that. It reminds me of a, a, a question that came up in WPBI on Tuesday from a student uh, who was asking about, you know, how do we deal with somebody who, you know, may have fallen and you know, how do we how do we deal with, especially let's say they were serving and then da 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 da. And so we begin to talk about at the end of the day, we deal with them how God deals with them. Yeah. We deal with them how God deals with them. The example was um a pregnancy. Um somebody serving, then they became pregnant, they're not married. And so the question was how do how do we deal with a person like that um so that we don't make the congregation think that that's okay. And I say, okay, that's an interesting question. What we do is we stand firm in what Scripture says. We, we stand firm in what God has to say about a thing, not what we think, not what we say. And so God's word is true, and it is what it is. And we side with his word. We make clear that we stand with the word of God, period, space. Period, space. That means I'm done with that thought. There's another thought coming. And so the other thought coming is that God also deals in love. And so because of the fact that somebody has gone against what God has said does not give us the right to try to expose, ridicule, and shame somebody. Because remember, shame ain't going to make them change. As a matter of fact, shame is going to make them run. And the help that they obviously need is not out there in the world. The help that they obviously need is here in Christ. So I need to keep you here so that God can do the work that he wants to do. And perhaps I, you play a part in that yeah does that mean that there might need to be a time where you need to sit down and get fed absolutely in love in love and so we have to be very very careful because two we need to go with God and not with tradition I know some people who that, that happened to them. They weren't even serving. They were just a young lady in the church. And now they got to stand before the church and let the church know what they did. Oh, yeah. Y'all didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Okay, we got a witness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, oh, y'all need to tell the millennials they don't, they don't get it. And the Gen Zs, they say, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know because I know. I wasn't there, but. And so... And so, and so 
I believe, yeah, what a time to be alive. Listen, I, 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 I believe that there was a generational impact with regards to that. I believe that there was a generational impact, and I believe that the generation after, uh, what are they? Are they the boomers? I think that that, that generation suffered because their parents, their mama didn't want them to go through at the hands of the church what they went through. I'm going a lot of places I didn't plan on going. But a lot of us ended up where we ended up, I'm talking to the older crowd now, because of some experiences that drew a wedge between us and God because it drew a wedge between us and God's church. And so now we have generation, two generations after you who we're trying to win back from the hand of the enemy. We're trying to win them back and we're trying to show them a different way and prove to them that you can be loved how God loves even in the church. And so will you join me in this love fest? Will you join me in this push to love the hell out of people? And I'm not cussing. I mean that literally because they got some hell in them. Guess what? The only way it's going to get out is if we love it out. And we wring it out with the washing of the word, not by our opinions. And not by how we feel. And so the reason that some of us came crawling back to God is because we realized I'm loved. You realize that the only reason that you survived, a lot of what you survived out there, is because you're loved. And his love literally chased you down. Left the 99 just for your hard-headed self. Have you ever been the one? Left the 99 for the one. Will you love another in that way? Will you pay it forward? Will you share the love of Christ in the way that the love of Christ have has been shared with you <laughs> that's essentially my question today are you willing do, are you willing to not hoard the love of Christ but are you willing to be a vehicle and a vessel are you willing to humble yourself the word says that he who exalts himself will be humble and he who humbles himself that's who God will exalt in due time. Don't get weary in your well-doing. Don't get weary in your love and your loving because at the right time, God will establish you. Love. 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 Shame will keep them hiding. 
my love will keep them. <laughs> Jesus, it was love that lifted me. Is that anybody's testimony? It was love. Anybody ever been in a low place? That lifted me when nothing else could help. And guess what? Sometimes that love came through a representative of God who was free for allowing for the love to flow through them to reach you. Somebody said, I was sinking what? Deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within. Sinking to rise no more. Oh, but a beautiful conjunction. <laughs> but the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. Oh, somebody got a testimony in here. And from the waters, the waters of depression and the waters of, of drug addiction and the waters of suicidal thoughts and the waters of adultery and fornication and from the waters the waters of mental illness from the waters from the waters he lifted me now safe am I and how dare I be lifted to a place in God and not be able to reach down and want to bring you with me Ooh yeah love lifted me when nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Anybody thankful for his love that reach reach way, way down? And got you even up out of the muck and the Maori clay. Out of the dirt of shame. Whew. Guilt, defeat, love. Lifted me. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Ooh, it lifted me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you for being who you are. It is in you that we live. It is in you that we move. And it is in you that we even have our very being. And so, Father God, we pray, Lord, um, that we will do right by the breath that you give us every day. We pray, Father God, that as it is your breath in our lungs, 
then we will not only pour out our praise unto you, but we will pour out edification unto our brothers and our sisters. Father God, we thank you that we will be conduits of change because of the love of Christ that abides and flows through us. Father God, we thank you, Lord, um, that shame um, will not only know our name, but it won't know the names of those around us. Father God, because we won't give way to shame. Um, we thank you that we will have a week filled with love. Let us find ways to love on people. Let us even find ways to love on our enemies. As crazy as that sounds, that's also a part of what you've asked us to do. And so, Lord, let us be intentional even in that because the scripture tells us that if we just love those who love us, that means nothing as it relates to being a child of God. But a true marking of being a child of the king is to be able to love even those who hate you. Let us, Lord, mature into that. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will allow for us uh, to hunger for your word this week. Allow us to not go a day without getting in your word. And as we get in your word, Lord, as we read it or as streetlights read it or whomever, Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that um, you will reveal yourself to us. That you will not allow for it to just be words on the page, but Holy Spirit, do a work where the word will come to life. Also, let us understand that which we are reading, and let us not be fearful about asking questions for clarity. Father God, we want to grow. We want to go deeper. And as the season is changing, Lord, we want to change for you. We want to change for the better. We want to change for your glory. We want to change for your name. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his father's face with exceeding joy. Be glory, dominion, and power henceforth and forevermore. Let the people of God shout amen, amen, amen. Do me a favor. Hug somebody and tell them you love them.